of Heilman, a.k.a. Dynasty Dorks. This is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're always presented to you by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com, bashless WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com, bashless W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by SGPN Fantasy. Dominate your drafts with the free SGPN Draft Kit. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com, bashless Draft Kit. And the free football, the free roll football contest is back. Better than ever, $5,000 up for grabs in your NFL contest and $1,500 in brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, backslash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com, backslash Discord. So it is draft week. Everyone, you know, either did your drafts last week. You know, I'm sure us Dynasty folks have been doing drafts all year, but, but, most people have been doing drafts like crazy the last couple weeks. And they got a whole bunch of drafts next weekend. You know, a lot of people are like, well, I want to wait till preseason's over, you know, see what goes on as far as preseason injuries and stuff like that. There's a lot of drafts. We want to be able to help people out. So what we're going to do today, we've already did the mock draft. We're going to go through round by round and pick our favorite picks per round. But before we do that, let me introduce the guys. Brandon, first time on the show. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me, Brandon Blanco uh, from South Florida, Broward County, NBF underscore close my Twitter handle, and I am a content creator. I do mostly writing on the offensive side for the idpguys.org. Check those out. That's where you can find all my work. And I sometimes do occasional writing for uh, NFL Spin Zone powered by the Fan Sided Network. Awesome. And it was great to meet you at the Expo. We got to chop it up a little bit. It was. Billy. It was a fun experience. Really fun experience. Billy, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, um, I am not an expert or anything, just a player. Uh, have really gotten into it a lot deeper the last four years. Um, you know, like I didn't, not like I didn't play before that, but that's why I was introduced to uh, Scott Fishbowl, things like that. I've got my Jimi Hendrix shirt on from last year's uh, Scott Fishbowl. Wasn't my division, but. Yeah, that's the most known thing I've ever done, I guess. I, I earned a buy in that, so maybe I'll win it this year. But looking forward to uh, going through in this and getting ready for my uh, last two home drafts. Yeah, that was a impressive shirt. Scott Fishbowl, uh, love how they mix just the different, um, you know, even this year, the pop culture of having, like, I was in the Stranger Things division, and then my buddies in the South Park and SpongeBob and, like, other people are like in representing their cities. So like, yeah, Scott fish is what it's all about. Scott fish had a huge announcement today. He's partnered up with Des Bryant to do some things, huge, huge things. Um, the fantasy football community and the expo, you know, everyone, you can go to the expo. You do not have to be a quote unquote expert or anything like that to go to the fancy football expo it was a great time. Um, got to do a lot of things and, uh, now, and, and make sure you follow these guys. You not uh, I I don't even use the term expert and things like that when I, when I do fantasy football. It is fantasy football. No one's gonna get it all right, and there's a whole bunch of smart people out there. So let's uh, let's look at the board, and then really go go into our first round. So um, the first round, um, this was a one quarterback twelve team PPR league redraft. Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Derek Henry. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Najee Harris, and then um, we had DeAndre Swift, Travis Kelsey, Saquon Barkley, Joe Mixon. It's not letting me scroll, but um, we'll have to fix that. I'll have to just change the view a little bit. 
Joe Mixon was the 12th pick. So, um, Brandon, who was your pick from this round? I picked, <clears throat> excuse me, I picked uh, Justin, Justin Jefferson. He's my wide receiver one for this year. And I just look at the improvement. He went from 88 receptions to 108 receptions in a run offense, pretty much run first offense. And now he's coming in with a guy who was under Sean McVay. And you know what type of offense that is in Los Angeles. So I'm just kind of excited what Justin Jefferson can do. And he could take that next leap and maybe be that first receiver to touch 2000 yards. Love it. Love it. Billy, who do you got? I took JT. Um, Brandon, I actually thought you took Justin Jefferson. I think I just saw the J um, earlier when I was looking. Uh, just had him last year. Um, consensus number one guy. I had McCaffrey last year too, so that's why he's not my um, consensus number one guy. But I think um, should be a leading scorer. Uh, and just out of these picks, um, without having to do like quarterbacks early or anything, I liked him the most. Uh, probably would have gone Jefferson second, actually. Yeah, and I actually selected Jefferson, so you can see the middle of the board is my team. I just randomized. Um, you can see some pretty interesting team names. Mine is your team. And uh, I had Justin Jefferson, a lot of the same reasons that, you know, that Brandon talked about. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor, um, for me, he is the 101. Um, I have done some drafts where I've gotten him at the two spot. Someone's taking McCaffrey. Um, people might take Damian Pierce at 101 at this point. Um, <laughs> he's just blowing up. But uh, oh, man. I, I, uh, you know, I, I really do like, uh, you know, Jefferson's just, you know, you, you can see the steady progression that, that Brandon mentioned and this offense, it, it's definitely, they're going to let him loose. And, you know, Kevin O'Connell was around Cooper cup last year and saw, you know, how he was used. And, you know, you, some of these, some of these coaches make it really difficult. And some of these younger, you know, coaches are just saying the same thing of just like, Sometimes you just got to simplify the game and just get the ball into good players' hands, and that's what we're going to try to do. And, and, two things, Justin, and then, sorry to cut you off, the thing with Justin Jefferson, it's no shots to Cooper Cup, but who's the better athlete? So I just look at what Cooper Cup was able to do and what Justin Jefferson could do. Yeah. And to Billy's point with Jonathan Taylor, I think there's even another level he could take, especially in the passing game with Matt Ryan. I think he was top five in check down rate to running backs. Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman were all we eating over there. So now let's see what JT could do. I, I had a tweet a couple of days ago that I think he could see 60 receptions. I think it's very manageable. Same thing with Hines. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I think you're going to see Rivers type of checkdowns. And uh, you look at Najee Harris and Saquon Barkley and how they had their monster years. Um, you know, you could definitely see a little bit of regression in the running game for Jonathan Taylor. But if he gets an increase in the passing game, it should be able to you know, balance that out. Both good picks. I like the value you get with Justin Jefferson because you typically don't have to take him at the 101. And Taylor's, you know, a little bit more expensive, but it's hard to go wrong in the in the, the with the, either of those guys. Let's go to the second round. Brandon, who you got? I took since I did not take a running back. I went with Leonard Fournette. Um, I love running backs that could catch passes. What he did last year with Tom Brady, no one counted on Leonard Fournette. I went hero ball in one of my drafts with McCaffrey, and my next running back was Fournette in the eighth round. So obviously it worked out for me. And now this year, he's going to get all the goal line work. Rashad White is going to take some of the passing game, but check down. Tom Brady loves that. Leonard Fournette, give me him all day. He has top five potential. There you go. Billy, who you got? I took Chubb. Um, 
it's full PPR, I believe, in these settings, and he's not a big receiving back, but he's just – I love how he runs. I mean, that that's really it. Like, I enjoy watching him, and, you know, that's part of this too, really. Like, like you said earlier, nobody's going to – you can't be expert enough to get all this stuff right, but um, he, he runs angry. Um, he's got great moves, and he's going to eat um, a lot because he's going to have to. I don't worry about split backfields, you know, Aaron Jones um, and and Dylan, that doesn't really spook me for either of them um, from where I take them. So it's such a violent game too at running back. It, it, I don't know. They all aren't going to play 17 games. So I'm going Chubb um, thought about doing uh, Jamar uh, at, at that spot, but going with Chubb. Now, and, and all, I like all those Jamar chase and, with Chubb, I mean, obviously the concerns with the passing game is, is are relevant, but this is a guy that accelerates and you know excels in mm-hmm. running the football um, in eight man boxes. So I'm not concerned about like, oh, is he going to have a harder time with Jacoby Brissett and all that? I'm not worried about that. He he's done really well, and he will be the goal line back. Kareem Hunt will be there. They've coexisted and been fine. Um, the only concern that I have is is the you know obviously the rushing the 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 PPR upside you don't have, um, and that offense isn't going to be as good because you know, Jacoby Brissett is, is obviously a little bit of a downgrade from ba- Baker Mayfield. Um, so the goal line touches, he's not going to have as many. But you're still getting a solid back, and he's been pretty tried and true and consistent. And some of these other guys, you know, you're going to have some. You know, there are some risks. And then Leonard Fournette, yeah, that's going to be a, a great offense. You got checked down Charlie again, um, and. You must have just been picking my players there, Brandon, because I also I selected Leonard Fournette in this one. Um, Justin Jefferson, I took him. Um, luckily, in my home league, a ten team league, he fell to me in the A spot. We did a live draft as well. Like it, I was so happy, and then Fournette, I wasn't able to get him in most leagues, so I just had to take him in this imaginary one. So, so everyone, share. so everyone knows what the draft order was in the second round. It was Nick Chubb, Ceedee Lamb, Jamar Chase. Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, Stephon Diggs, Leonard Fournette, Devontae Adams, Josh Allen, Mark Andrews, then Debo Samuel, and then Javante Williams. Uh, in the third round, we had Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Pittman Jr., James Conner, A.J. Brown, T. Higgins, Travis Etienne, D.J. Moore, Kyle Pitts, and Patrick Mahomes. Brandon, who did you pick this round? I went with the young guy, Michael Pittman Jr., I got this source from Dave Kluge. Uh, Matt Ryan has targeted his receivers an average of 130 plus times. Michael Pittman, 129 last year. I called him being a top 20 receiver. He finished 17th. I think he could even take that next level. He could really be an alpha one. Basically what we all wanted Chase Claypool could be. That's Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah, Pittman's a stud. Um, and and I know they didn't really add anybody else there. We'll see if, you know, Paris Campbell can ever be a thing. I like Alec Pierce, but I don't think he's going to take away from Pittman. Like, I think he's the clear-cut wide receiver. Oh, yeah. And we just – we got to hope that they can just do enough to take some, you know, coverage away. Mm -hmm. Um, But that offense, they've they've been able to uh, find ways to get Pittman open. And he was pretty successful with Carson Wentz and uh, the ghost of Phil Rivers. Matt Ryan is definitely the best quarterback that he's been able to play with. Uh, Billy, who do you got? Uh, Mike Evans, I think the most unstoppable play in football is 
Brady to Evans, uh, short yardage, especially red zone. It's, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of perfect. Um, he is my fantasy crush. Always have him. And that's why I get him every year because, you know, people like to say hurt or something. Cause you know, he, he has some hamstring thing every so often, but he's like, very underrated. Very he's so underrated. underrated. So many games, thousand yards. And I'm going, you know, I pretty safe so far, I guess too, but um, eight straight seasons of a thousand yards, like over 70 touchdowns. I know he has that hamstring literally made out of silly string. It's every year there's a hamstring problem, but the talent is there. He always, he always comes back. He always comes back and he always finishes top 15. Yeah. And uh, so they, they fix him up. It's not going to last forever. Um, But yeah. And the touchdowns, um, you know, receptions, he's low. I look in his stats all the time because he is so underrated. Uh, you know, he's not, he's never had a hundred receptions, I don't think. And is more like high seventies or something, but it does, it's touchdowns. Um, and the, you know, occasional hundred and something yard game, but expect a couple 90 yard, two, three touchdown games. Mm-hmm. One thing he does is throw a Tom Brady touchdowns into the, uh, stadium um, so if you're in Tampa Bay, you could very easily get one of those Tom Brady touchdowns. Um, I always just laugh because he just he scores so many, and every time he just whips it in there. And I remember in the playoff game, um, you know, he caught that you know caught that catch against the Rams, and uh, threw it right in the end zone. And I was like, man, what if Tom Brady were to retire? Um, and then that that you know that football auctioned off for you know tons of money. Right. And then, like two weeks later, Tom Brady unretired. Um, pretty, uh, pretty interesting turn of events. But people will be watching this year. <laughs> he always, uh, he always looks for someone in his jersey. I heard yeah. him say that. That's who he yeah. looks to get to. And if you look at that clip, that person had an Evans jersey on. Yep. All right. Well, let's go. Let's go to the the fourth round before we check in with the sponsors. Um, and you took Connor. Round. Did you do that? What was that? Did we to go over Connor? Oh, we didn't go over Connor. Oh, um. And, and with Connor, I, I get the regression that people are, are calling for. And I, I totally understand that. But you you can't be, you know, you, you can't ignore the fact that this guy is on an explosive offense that continues to produce top end running back production. If you're looking at, you know, what happened when Kenyon Drake was traded over there, Kenyon Drake exploded. He came a first round pick the following year. Literally. Yeah. And, you know, see what Connor did last year. You know, you want pieces of good offenses. And you look at Connor's production at the, the goal line was fantastic. His involvement in the passing game. Um, I just think Connor is someone that gives you RB1 potential, but people are afraid because they've been burned in the past. So you're getting him in the third or fourth round in some occasions. And, you know, if you were to go wide receiver, let's say you went Justin Jefferson, Stefan Diggs, you can get James Conner as your as your RB one in the third round. I mean, he's he's someone that you know he if he obviously if he stays healthy, and that's the same thing with almost all the running backs. But if he stays healthy, no one no one doubts that he's going to be an RB one mm-hmm. in that offense. Yeah, I like how you got a you basically got the two running backs that I guess are the most underrated out of the bunch that think they're not going to finish as RB ones, but they're most likely finish inside that top ten. Oh, for sure. For sure. I look at his game. It's 14, 13, 10, 13, 15. I mean, that's, I thought it would be worse. Yeah. All right. Well, the fourth round, we got Terry McLaurin, Mike Williams, Deontay Johnson, Darren Waller, Cortland Sutton, Brees Hall, Jalen Waddell, 
Chase Edmonds, Dave Montgomery, Justin Herbert, Cam Akers, George Kittle. Who do you got for us, Brandon? I got Brees Hall. There's something about me with rookie running back since I took Alvin Kamara his rookie year, and since then he's my favorite player and the rest is history. Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Jonathan Taylor. Brees Hall is probably going to be up next. It's either him or Travis Etienne if you want to play the Ben Simmons role and this is his rookie year. One of those two guys, I'm betting with Brees Hall to finish as an RB1 and kind of have that Jonathan Taylor path where, you know, he's kind of starting off slow, maybe 10 points here, 15 points there. And then we all remember what Jonathan Taylor did in his rookie year. He won people so many championships and then week 17 with 250 plus rushing yards. So Brees Hall, perfect to match up with my uh, another receiver and another running back. Can't disagree with that. Billy, your thoughts? Uh, I think that's a good call, too. Um, I took him. I was, I'm in my first Dynasty League, and I took Brees, like, third round or something. And Pat Fitzmaurice's um, recommendation, that is uh, who I really look to um, out of the, the rankers and whatnot. I, I like Brees. I went with Mike Williams because I think he's going to catch a whole bunch of touchdowns in between Mike Williams and Mike Evans. A lot of this I built originally, like it was going to be a real team. And uh, I switched it to just doing kind of a fantasy take whoever looks best. Um, but I had him, uh, I kept him because I'm thinking between the two of those guys. That's 20 um, touchdowns possibly. It's very scary. Yeah. Um, yeah, it could be one and two in touchdown receptions. Uh, you know, not, not that crazy of a thought. Uh, so that is what I did there. Um, a lot of good Kittle caught my eye. I, I like Waller. Um, you know, I'm a Bay area guy there's so many different things. Um, there, I mean, Herbert, um, yeah, kind of like that too, but Mike Williams was my choice. So I'm feeling good, uh, so far with my running backs and receivers. Yeah. Mike Williams is someone that if he would have made it back to me would have been my pick. I do like Waddle, but I, I would have picked Williams over, um, you know, Justin Herbert's going to, he's going to throw enough touchdowns to support right. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Mm -hmm. And even in a PPR setting, I still like Williams. Um, when you look at it weeks one through eight last year, he was on pace with Cooper cup. Um, this guy was absolutely balling out. I know he got injured, um, but he is someone that, you know, they, they stuck by him and it, it's been working. And this new, this change to the offense where they got Joe Lombardi and they were no, Mike, shout out to Mike Taglier. He was all over it as usual and said, Hey, he, Mike Williams is going to be a stud. And Joe Lombardi just said he will be the X receiver. He will play the, the Mike, you know, Michael Tom, you know, Mike Thomas role. Mm -hmm. What happened? He played the Michael Thomas role. He was not just a, throw it up deep kind of a guy. They used him as a chain mover. They moved him around the formation. He started to become, you know, um, a much bigger version, you know, of slant boy. Um, you know, he was doing all that stuff, but he got, you know, a little bit of a knee, knee injury and it slowed him down and you had some inconsistency the second half of the season. And that's why you're getting the dip. And Keenan Allen is entering those murky waters of age 30 and Mike Williams yeah. is right there at the peak where you produce a lot of wide receiver one seasons at age 27. Yep. Keenan plays hard, too. Mm -hmm. I watched him at Cal. Um, he's one of my favorites. So uh, let's let's check in with the sponsors real quick. We'll be right back. So, again, let's talk about WinBet. If you're thinking about joining WinBet, now is the perfect time for new customers who bet $100 and get a $100 free bet. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. The reduced juice in baseball games makes it the best place to get MLB, 
Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Win also released their first QB with five TD prop bets. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash WinBet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where win or playthrough WinBet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. And don't forget about Odds Trader. Odds, what is Odds Trader is probably the question you're asking. It is a place to compare all odds from all major sports books. You can compare the different sign-up codes, promotions from sports books to get the best deal. This is an app that, that provides player statistics, game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather, so the betters can have the most informed bets possible. Also, it's a bet tracker, so you can keep track of your record, all the games, and all your betting activity. Again, you got handicapping, play-by-play, live scores, and bet tracking, player stats, key game stats, projected weather, and keep track of all your bets. Go to oddstrader.com, bachelor's blue wire. Odds Trader is the number one site for all your game day bets. And again, don't forget about the free roll football contests. They're here. College football just started. The college football $1,500 is up for grabs. NFL contest is $5,000 and a two-night stay at Win Las Vegas. It's all up for grabs. Sign up exclusively at our Discord channel, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, backslash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com, backslash Discord. All right, well, back at it. Let's see, where where were we? We're around five. We got DK, DK Metcalf, Lamar Jackson, Brandon Cooks, Mari Cooper, Monroe St. Brown, Allen Robinson, A.J. Dillon, Darnell Mooney, Rashad Bateman, Josh Jacobs, J.K. Dobbins, and Jerry Judy. Brandon, let's start it off. I mean, I think me and Billy could take this together. We have the same pick. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I don't know if this makes sense. He's not the best quarterback in football, but he's a top five player in football. You, I don't know if that it's just he's so lethal what he does. You could yeah. take one running back and don't have to take another running back because what he does, he'll finish as a top 15 running back and a top five quarterback. And he's just he's just a special guy. So as soon as Lamar Jackson's there, I have to take him no matter what. I'd have him in almost 70 percent of my leagues. Billy, this was the easiest one of all of them. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything to add to that. He's he could be one overall um, easily. He could get hurt. You know, I'm backing that up with Huntley, um, you know, sidebar. I got Huntley in all my dynasty, my, my two dynasty drafts, my, my total experience of two brand new kickoff dynasty drafts. But, uh, you know, that's a guy I, um, I, I, he's just kind of leaps off the page there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're, you're playing fantasy football, um, I was listening to uh fantasy pros today and he said, uh, listen, sixth place and 12th place are the exact same to me. I am playing to win. I want upside. It's not about the guys that are going to be good. I want the guys that are going to be absolutely great. That's how you have to play. Like, you got to go all the way. I feel like you can't just go for that guy who's going to finish number 12. You got to go for that guy that's going to be a top five player. Yeah. If Lamar Jackson's healthy all season, you could, you know, you could no doubt have the QB one. And, you know, that it could be a game changer when you're getting him in the fifth round after you've already, you know, picked up your, your running backs and receivers and maybe even stacked him with Mark Andrews in the second. So um, now I no issues there. Um, being a one quarterback draft, I did wait a little bit um, for um, you know for my my quarterback. And in all honesty, I was really just doing this real quick and taking the uh, you know, kind of the best available 
on the uh, suggested picks. Um, I took Allen Robinson here. And, you know, Allen Robinson, I get it, last year was was awful. He didn't want to be there. The Bears were in turmoil. It was just – it was disaster. But he's two years away from back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. This guy made Blake Bortles – this guy got Blake Bortles paid. Um, this wow. guy is an absolute stud. Going back to college, he's never had a quarterback that we would consider good. Uh, Trubisky, I, I still think there's some things with Trubisky, but obviously Matt Nagy was was there and and put a stink on everything. But you know he had Christian Hackenberg in in college. Like this guy's never had someone the caliber of Matthew wow. Stafford. And he's just 28 years old. And so if you're worried about his age, like Cooper Cup's 29, we're taking him with no problems. Devontae Adams taking him with no problems. Um, this guy's had multiple thousand yard seasons, multiple wide receiver one seasons, and you're getting him here in the fifth round. Uh, I get it. Cooper Cup is there. Uh, I, I think it's very unlikely that Cooper Cup is able to predict all that he did last year. He'll still have a good season. Um, but I think Allen Robinson is is someone that they very much targeted and they wanted someone that was different than Cooper cup, like Robert Woods and Cooper cup were very much the same. They wanted something different and Allen Robinson is different. He's a big body outside receiver. He can move into the slot. And I think he's going to absolutely be a stud this year. Uh, I think I'm as top 15 receiver. I'm getting him in the fifth round. Shout out Christian Hackenberg. <laughs> middle his middle name's blaze blaze that's 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 uh that's, that's something that, yeah that's uh 80 parents right there <laughs> um there's some good players in this round i just want to shout out round five um i don't know if your you know your drafts allowed trading and things like that but you know i would not mind trading back from the you know second or third round and scooping up some of these guys AJ Dillon, J.K. Dobbins, Jerry Judy, Rashad Bateman. I would Darnold for sure Moore. have to somehow trade and get that stack with Bateman and Lamar. Yeah, like oh, there's man. just like this is a this is a very good round, uh, and I know that like the first round is full of people, but fifth round you're still you're uh, there's not a, pretty much everybody except for maybe Josh Jacobs and Amari Cooper. Um, I'm all about in this round. Coop. All right, round six. Let's go into round six. Marquise Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, Elijah Mitchell, Brandon Brandon Ayuk, Dalton Schultz, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, TJ Hawkinson, Dallas Goddard, Michael Thomas, Gabriel Davis, Chris Godwin. Brandon, who do you think is the best value in this round? The best value looking at it? I mean, if I didn't go Lamar Jackson, I would have gone exactly what you did because that's my dark horse for being a quarterback one this year. But I went with Hollywood Brown. There's just something about receivers playing with their college quarterback in the NFL and just good things happen for some reason. That chemistry is just still there. And what he's going to do with uh, Kyler in those first six weeks is going to be special. Me personally, I would draft him and you could easily, I feel like you can maximize that value and get something very big for him. Because what Hollywood's going to do, Hollywood's going to be producing a lot of numbers. He's going to be seeing a lot of targets in that offense with Kyler Murray in those first six weeks. There's no Christian Kirk as well. He's he's that guy right there. Him and Ertz. Yep. No, I like that one. Billy? Uh, I am going Elijah Mitchell. Um, so I think this is where I start to get less uh, 
I wasn't going by rankings, but the guys I ended up going were probably like the would have been the suggested players almost. Uh, but I like Niners fan, but just it's not so much because I'm a fan, although it does make Sunday more fun. Uh, they've got a run heavy offense, you know, this uh, he's got the opportunity barring injury. There's no reason he can't be a workhorse type RB one. They're carrying five. I think after today's announcement, they dropped hasty. Yeah. Uh, that guy Mason made it the un, undrafted dude. Um, but I like his he, uh, upside. So we're going to get to that later, but um, I think he has a chance to be uh, a top 12 running back uh, this year. He can catch, I think, as far as I know, um, it's, he's not a problem. So uh, Hertz would have been uh, my pick if I was doing uh, that route not, and taking a quarterback later, for sure. That is my dynasty quarterback in both my leagues. So if he is looking for a job next year, uh, I will be drafting quarterbacks. Yeah, I'll be so sad. I'm, I'm holding, I'm not, I, he could go crazy this year. I'm like, but like, I just hope he doesn't. Fall <laughs> yeah, so there was uh there was some floating around on Twitter yesterday that, you know, I know Lamar Jackson has not signed his mega contract and he's holding out um, for a bigger deal. He wants that Deshaun Watson contract because I'm sure the contract, you know, even though they'll say, Hey, Lamar Jackson turned down a $250 million contract and try to make Lamar Jackson look bad. We don't know what the details of that contract are. They may be, you know, half of it's guaranteed or a quarter of it's guaranteed when Deshaun Watson got all of it guaranteed. So, you know, Lamar Jackson wants that. But there was a thought that, you know, hey, uh, Miami Dolphins, uh, Miami, he's from the area. He, you know, would like to go down there. I don't really know how much is in, into that, but that was a, that was floating around yesterday. No state um, income tax. Don't don't that have any sources or anything scary, official on that, but just want to bring that up. Very scary and very special if that were to happen. So um the Browns, you almost got me to swear right there. I mean, the other teams <laughs> must be like, what like ban? I think them that's what it's the fully guaranteed, but it's like there's bro, that's you don't see that guy. That's once in a generation. And if you let him walk, the Ravens are that's gonna haunt them the rest of just life. Yeah, but I'd be scared of getting hurt too. Um, that is, you know, he's out there running around, and mm-hmm. I, so that would be my reason to to take it. But I don't know the particulars, and I'm sure uh, what I do know about the Ravens, they weren't probably doing him any favors contract wise. Uh, I think they operate pretty company. First. I would say, God forbid, something were to, if he were to get hurt and the Ravens just let him walk, a team will still give him that money. Just the Browns they're... again. Yeah, <laughs> he'll get he'll get he'll get paid somewhere. So um, we're into the seventh round. Um, Joe Burrow, Adam Thielen, Antonio Gibson, DeAndre Hopkins, Tom Brady, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Elijah Moore, Dak Prescott, Trey Lance, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, Drake London. The only thing I will say about the round before, um, you know, I, I still probably could have waited a little bit because there's still some good quarterbacks on the board. I do like Hurts. But if, if Dalton Schultz was there, I would have considered that. I feel like there's a teardrop after him to the tight ends. And I'm very much a tight end early in one quarterback leagues. Super flex is difficult because if you get a quarterback early and you get a tight end early, it's tough to get running backs and receivers as well. But Dalton Schultz, I think, is going to be a beast this year with Mark Cooper out, Michael Gallup on the mend, James Washington's banged up, Jalen Tolbert's a rookie. Um, we saw what he did last year. Even if he gets just a little bit more, um, targets because he, he only had about 80, 89 targets last year. If he gets in that 110, 120 range, he'd be a top three tight end. And you're getting him in the sixth round. 
I digress. Brandon, your seventh round pick. Elijah Moore. He's just the kid is just built different. He was the wide receiver three weeks seven through thirteen before he got hurt. And it's just, I know there's competition. Corey Davis is back. Garrett Wilson's there. Brees Hall's there. The I can't pronounce his name. I can't even remember it. The tight end from Cincinnati that went over there. He's there as Zama. well. But Elijah, he's just talented. Like, I'm going to look at the talent. And I'm going to take it. Elijah Moore is just on that Bateman level for a breakout this year. So that's that was my pick. It was a no-brainer for me looking at this round. Yep. Uh, Billy, who do you got? Burrow or Brady. But I would, I would uh, yeah. And I, that's kind of a coin flip. Um I actually like the quarterbacks here. So if it's just purely in a vacuum, right, of, of what names I like in the seventh, uh, I w- I'm going with one of those two quarterbacks. Um, if I am picking, gosh, outside of those two. Shoot, I don't even know. That's part of it. Yeah, I- I'll just stick with those two. Um, yeah, and then. And Thielen, uh, I guess London would be the, you know, go upside, I, I guess. Thielen is good for at least eight touchdowns. Gibson yeah. as well. Gibson, the upside is there, especially with hope he gets better. Brian Robinson is going to be out for the foreseeable future. Gibson can produce. Yeah. If the commanders do love him, or I don't know what's going on with that situation, but he can't. Yeah, we'll say Very interesting. They, they actually, they dropped Jarrett Patterson. So right now they have Jonathan Williams, J.D. McKissick, um, Reggie Bonifan. And, um, you know, uh, obviously Antonio Gibson. So they could bring someone in. I think Sonny Michelle would make a Sonny lot of Michelle. sense. Sonny Michelle. Oh, you, yeah. I, I thought I was going to be all smart. <laughs> <laughs> Sonny Michelle would be, you know, be, a, you know, a, someone that could be a short-term option there. Um, but, yeah, no, same page. Um, let, let's, you know, let's uh, – I will say this about the round. So many quarterbacks. And so if you're a, you know, middle-round quarterback guy, yes. yeah. this is your round. So mm-hmm. when you're in your drafts and you want to get one of those guys, this is it. So if you're in the yeah. beginning of the seventh round, you're going to want to get somebody. If you're at the end of the seventh round, you might want to go in the sixth round and get somebody because Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray in the sixth. Then you have Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, Trey Lance, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford. And then you can see there's – you can physically – you can see That's the it. visualized teardrop. There is not another quarterback taken until round 12, which a which, late round quarterback could be a there? great spot. And both of those quarterbacks, like not to skip to those rounds, those quarterbacks, like those are very dark horse quarterbacks to go crazy this year. Yeah. I mean, you can Aaron is Aaron and Kirk Cousins in that offense. I can't wait to see him. He's been a QB one like the past six out of seven years. He's disrespected. Yeah. You could, you could easily just keep stacking running backs and receivers and get that tight end and then wait until round 12. That's absolutely a strategy you can go. And we've, we've seen that happen. And, you know, if you get that guy, like I remember getting, you know, Patrick Mahomes the year he started and we didn't really know what to expect. And so I got him in that 12th, 13th round range and I built a bully already. And then I plot Patrick Mahomes in there. Yeah, that is insane. <laughs> Cause your team probably was so stacked. And then you just it, it was. In. 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. Yeah, it was like, uh, like it was just one of those. Like, I'm pretty sure I had one loss and just like, I, you know, won the won the championship. The next year, I did the same thing with Josh Allen when he blew up. Mm. And so, you know, you can hit with those guys, but I, I do like the middle guys. I think there's, you know, there is, you know, I know we all love rushing quarterbacks, but let's not forget there the upside comes with passing too. Jalen Hurts was. A QB won every single week last year, but he only finishes QB eight. 
because he only had 16 passing touchdowns. Everyone above him had at least 30-plus touchdowns. I think 33 was the number. Yeah. And 4,000 passing yards. So let's not forget, you know, I know Justin Fields is someone that people will talk about later, or, you know, even Trey Lance. Those guys still are going to have to produce in the passing game if they're going to be, you know, elite kind of numbers um, that you're going to see to compete with the Burroughs and the Bradys, even though that they don't run. We know that they're going to put up 4,000 passing yards, maybe more, and probably, you know, 35 to 45 TDs. Round eight, we have Hunter Renfro, Ken Walker, Cordero Patterson, Robert Woods, Damian Pierce. He will know he will not be in the eighth round of your drafts, everybody. Um, whether I believe he should or not, right. I'm just telling you right now. If, if you, you have want Damian Pierce, he's going in the fifth round. Yeah, it's he's going happen. in the fifth round, just so everyone knows. Devonta Smith, Kareem Hunt, Tony Pollard, Tyler Lockett, Miles Sanders, Alan Lazard, Damian Harris. Brandon, start us off. I am going, since I haven't picked a running back since round four, I went with Tony Pollard. Uh, Zeke, over 1,600 touches since he entered the NFL, the most in the NFL, even over King Henry. So that body, it's he's getting hit all the time. Uh, Tony's supposed to see a lot of pass work as well, so I just went with the upside right there with him in PPR. Billy? Renfro. Um, love me he's some Hunter Renfro. Yep. Uh Set it and forget it, and he'll surprise you. Yeah, I, I love watching the videos of, you know, cornerbacks and safeties talking about Hunter Renfro, and there's, like, just nothing but respect. They had uh, – Derwin James was on uh, the Julian Edelman podcast, I Am Athlete, and they were like, so what? what's up with the, you know, the, uh, the encyclopedia salesman, uh, Hunter Renfro – and he was like, that dude's a baller. He's not, he don't, he's don't let him fool you. He is a straight up baller. He is different. And he was talking about players like, you know, Justin Jefferson and, you know, Keenan Allen, those kind of route runners. And he was he put run you know, Hunter Renfro in his like top five route runner kind of a, and he was like, that dude's just different. Yep. And they were like, did you really just mention him with those people? And he was like, do you watch the tape? Just watch. Oh, yeah, the he's like, you watch tape, watch tape. Yeah, you know, um, just you got to, you got to watch the tape. Yeah. I mean, this guy can't sing. Uh, you do not, do not ask him to sing. He murdered a classic on Hard Knocks, but this guy is, oh, is just right. someone. And you put him in that offense with Josh McDaniels, and uh, I was listening to Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah talk about it, and they were like, um, you know, uh, he, he, what did Bucky Brooks? Bucky Brooks said. They're going to slice and dice you, and Hunter Renfro is going to leave you in a pool of blood. Um, like they're just gonna like go down the field, dink and dunk, and Hunter Renfro is going to be the Julian Edelman, Wes Welker type of guy. And yeah. if you're getting him here, um, I know Devonte Adams is there, and he's going to soak up a bunch of targets. I, Hunter Renfro is still going to get his, and yeah. and I think this is just you know uh, it's going to be a tailor made offense for Derek Carr. It's going to be a you know good offense, very efficient offense, and your PPR formats. Renfro is just in the eighth round. You know, you could put him as your wide receiver too, but you're most likely drafting him as your three or four. Yeah. Um, I would, you know, I, I took Kareem Hunt here, but I would have taken Damian Pierce. And and not just because you can get him in the fifth round. If even if you go get Damian Pierce in the fifth or sixth round of your drafts, just put him on, just draft him and put him on the block. Like <laughs> 
People are so excited. Week two after hype kills, bro. (laughs) They are so hyped out about this, man. Yeah, they're they're so excited. And and listen, I'm not saying Dan Pierce can be bad. I I mean, every year there's a rookie running back in the in the top twelve. An average is about one and a half, and so it could be Brees Hall and him, or Ken Walker and him. But he is most likely the and him at this point. And if you're doing a rookie draft today, I just posted this on Twitter. Who are you taking, Brees Hall or Damian Pierce? And there's a lot of people that are going to say Damian Pierce. He's got Michael Carter in front of him. I mean, that's the other – you know, it's a double-edged sword with the Texans, though, because they're the Texans. But on the flip side, they got Burke. I mean, you know they're going to trot Burkett out there until he separates a shoulder week four. Oh, they're going to put Burkett out there. I would not be surprised. I did a poll last night and said, who's the team that's going to sign Sonny Michel? The Texans oh, were the number one pick in the poll. Yeah. Like, don't be surprised. <laughs> if they break go, everyone's heart. Yeah. If they go and do that and Sonny Michelle goes over there or one of these other guys, a ton of people got cut tomorrow. I think four o'clock um, you're going to see waivers hit and you're going to see another round of moves where people are going to get, you know, people that didn't get cut today are going to cut tomorrow. People that got waived today are going to be select, you know, picked up by other teams mm-hmm. and running backs are on the move. Um, Alexander Madison did not get traded. Doesn't mean he cannot be traded um, throughout the season. But Alexander Madison is a guy that could go and blow up somebody's um, somebody's backfield. Um, let, let's check in with the sponsors one more time, and then we'll get right back to the rest of it. Um, let's talk about Sleeper. I know you play your fantasy football leagues on Sleeper. I do. It's the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. They just passed over $4 million. Um, You probably have a fantasy league on there. Um, and now you can win on Sleeper by playing the new over-under game. Um, it's integrated into it's over-unders integrated into fantasy, the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. Not only can you enter a contest via over-under itself, you can also you can also um, do this through your fantasy league's matchup screen. Patrick Mahomes is your starting fantasy quarterback, and not only do you think you are going to win your fantasy matchup this week, but you're also so confident that Mahomes is going to hit the over on 250 passing yards. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money. The main reason I'm excited about over under on sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun. We can write it out together. Stop what you're doing and download the sleeper app now and play their over under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money too. On your mobile phone, just join the listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com backslash SGP. Write this down, sleeper.com backslash SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Promo code SGP again. Um, you go to sleeper.com backslash SGP, and they'll get you a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Run your pool. Where you know, Do you guys know about Survivor? Have you guys played in any Survivor games? We're running a pool. It's a run your pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect and make every game matter more. Run your pool offers every game type under the sun from pick them and survivor to fantasy pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming and customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up. Like I said, we're hosting our own survivor contest. If you don't know what that is, you basically pick a guaranteed winner week one, which week one's a little bit more difficult you say, I guarantee this team's going to win week one. And you do that every single week. The only catch, you can't pick the same team twice. 
Um, but you can say, hey, I'm going to pick uh, whoever's playing the Jets every single week. Uh, you just can't pick Miami, Patriots, and Bills more than once. Um, hop in now to reserve your spot. $500 cash plus a $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store goes to the winner. Sign up today over at play.runningyourpool.com backslash SGPN. That's play.runningyourpool.com backslash SGPN. All right, well, back to it. Back to the rounds, and we have round nine. Christian Kirk, Devin Singletary, Kadarius Tony, Chase Claypool, Ramondre Stevenson, Zach Ertz, Chris Olave, George Pickens, MVS, Rashad Penny, Daryl Henderson, Traylon Burks. Brandon, who do you got? At this late in drafts, I'm looking for the most upside. And besides Traylon and Burks, Christian Kirk is the only wide receiver one I see on this team. Maybe Kadarius Tony, but he's had already history with injuries. So I'm taking Christian Kirk. That Trevor Lawrence is supposed to take that next step. The kid was destined as the number one pick since he was like a junior in high school. He's he had Urban Meyer. He's kicking his kickers. You just have to give. You got to stop giving up on players. I think everybody just gives up on players way too easily because Patrick Mahomes is first year starting through 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. So everybody expects these quarterbacks to just come out and go guns blazing. But yeah, Christian Kirk, he's the number one on that team. They just traded LaVisca. So I'm rocking with Kirk. Billy? I am going with Zach Ertz at this point. So, um, you know, that's especially if I'm making a team out of this, but that late, uh, I, I like him. I like his potential to be a top five tight end. Um, I am not sure. Is he dinged up right now? I don't have anything that says that he is, but I have to look okay. into that. Um, yeah. but I, I like it. Um, just, I think it can be a set it and forget it for this year. Kirk, very close second in that group. Um, I'm, I'm high on Christian Kirk, but th- yeah, that, th- that is maybe the closest one um, between that and then the Brady, uh, whatever that other option was at quarterback, uh, Brady Burrow, uh, same thing, like flip a coin. Yeah, if, if I can't get one of those top guys or Schultz, I'm usually skipping that next tier and then going all the way down to Ertz. Um, you know, there's a couple other guys. We're going to talk about Komet later. But Ertz, not only in the first six weeks, even when DeAndre Hopkins was healthy last year and on the field with Christian Kirk and everybody, they use Ertz quite a bit, and people act like he's this old dude. He's the same age as Kelsey, who is the same age as Gronk. So he's not super old. Um, he's just been around a while. He's been in the league a while, and he's been productive for a long time. This is an offense you talked about with Marquise Brown. This is a huge pizza. Like There's so much passing volume, and, and, and there's so much pizza to go around. These guys are going to eat, and they're going to add to me a lot of fantasy points. Kyler Murray, you know, he missed half. You know, he missed half of the, the second half of the season. It was almost six games last year where they had to put him on ice because he had that high ankle sprain. This offense was absolutely on fire, and another reason they were on fire last year was Rodney Hudson. Rodney Hudson is a Pro Bowl center, one of the best centers to ever play the game. And he was out the second half of the year. They had their second string guard playing center. That's not good. Rodney Hudson's back. They got him from the Raiders, and he's he's a huge, huge um, piece of this offense. And, uh, yeah, Zach Ertz is, is just absolutely going to ball out, um, I think, past the first six weeks. Um, and he's someone that, you know, I I selected him in this in this draft. Um, I would have definitely uh, – guys, that I, other guys I considered – Tony Stevenson, 
Pickens and Alave. Um, you know, Pickens is someone, you know, Deontay Johnson already got banged up a little bit. He, you know, he tends to do that. Um, but Pickens is another guy that he's climbing up the boards and he may not be available in ninth round of your drafts, especially if you're drafting the Pittsburgh area. So and a, lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a uh, quip hype right there from him chucking dudes. There's uh, a guy in my home league this past weekend that took George Pickens in the fourth round. Yeah. Let, someone else can do it. Yeah. Uh, if, I, I did. The next I this, <laughs> this was before this weekend. So it was last weekend. I did my only rookie draft that was in August and my May rookie drafts were so much different that this draft, it was a home draft as well, but Pickens went four Pierce went five today. I think, you know, Pierce would have probably went earlier based on what's going on, but yeah, um, yeah it's different. And Sky Moore fell out of the first round. You know, there's a lot of guys, a lot of, a lot of differences. You do your August rookie drafts for any dynasty people out there. Um, so we got round 10, um, Dawson Knox, Jacoby Myers, Melvin Gordon, Naheem Hines, James Cook, Cole Komet, Alexander Madison, Garrett Wilson, Michael Carter, James Robinson, Mike Gesicki, and Brian Robinson. Uh, who did you have, Brandon? Uh, I had Cole Komet. I've been on this train for a while now. He's pretty much the 1B in that offense. There's nobody else besides him and Darnell Mooney. So expect that leap from, I think he had 40 receptions rookie year, 60 receptions last year with zero touchdowns. So this year he's going to at least get maybe three touchdowns, but those targets are going to be up there. The receptions are going to be up there. And I really didn't don't have any tight ends. And this is this is my sleeper for this year as well. Yeah, no, I, I, I like that. And I, I do agree with everything you said. Um, Billy, what are your, what are your thoughts here on, on this round? One of my biggest uh, late round targets going back to my May um, kickoff dynasty drafts and all that, Michael Carter, uh, who, I mean, he just, everybody's looking for a reason to put him down. Um, you know, I, I really am on the side of going against consensus when everyone's raving too much. It's just like the breeze stuff got too loud um, I did said I took him earlier, but I backed him up with Carter as soon as I could. Um, you know, I was looking at his stats real quick. I mean, the guy last year had, oh, come on, do the year. Um, he had like 300 yards receiving or something or 30 receptions and his rushing was yeah. 600 and something like there were decent numbers and they were garbage. So um, I like him because I think he's a dual threat too. Um, I don't know. Are they saying he's not enough of a three down? I, I think he could end up being the starter all year. Um, so I'm going Carter. Well, With and, and I said this when people, um, you know, dra- when people were getting excited about Brees Hall and I, I like Brees Hall and I, I do think he's a better running back than Michael Carter, but I will say this, this is a, a, you know, Kyle Shanahan system. This is an offense that's going to have two or three running backs and they're going to play the hot hand. And Michael Carter is getting the first crack at it. He's been in the offense longer. He knows the offense. He knows the coaching staff. They're comfortable with him and he hasn't lost his job. This is, this is a a, Brees Hall is the number two right now. We'll, we'll see what happens, but you're paying eighth, ninth round prices for Michael Carter and he's someone that could produce right now. And then if Brees Hall were to get injured, see an increase in, in work. Um, you know, Michael Carter, you, you you alluded to his passing chops. He is a great passing back. And this is a team that's going to be trailing quite a bit this year. Um, 
Joe Flacco has passed the ball to running backs in the past and tight ends. Um, he, you know, remember Dennis Pitta, remember Justin Forsett. Um, Michael Carter is very similar stature to Justin Forsett. Yep. Um, so you could definitely see that kind of production with Joe Flacco. And in two to four weeks, you know, into the season when Zach Wilson gets in there, um, you know, him and Michael Carter have been playing together for two years now. You can see more of that. Um, for me in this round, I I, I like Cole Komet. Um, if I didn't go Zach Ertz, I would have went Komet here. I went Alexander Madison. And at this point, rumors were starting to fly. Um, I do think he's a high-value handcuff, and we talked about upside. Like, God forbid something happened to Dalvin Cook. I don't wish that upon anybody, even if I drafted Alexander Madison. But if Dalvin Cook did not play this season, Alexander Madison would be a f- th- third or fourth-round pick. Yeah, for He'd sure. He'd be a top 12 running back. And at this point, I thought it could possibly be He's produced when Dalvin's missed. Dalvin's never played a full season. Those games, Alexander Madison would do 15 points, 20 points, 24 points yeah. here and there. He's missed 13 games in the last four years. So Alexander Madison's going to play this year two or three games. You know, it's, is it worth the roster spot? It is because, again, I'm shooting for upside. I'm not worried at the fact that he's going to be projected for 0.9 points for the first six or seven weeks. If he's healthy for a full month of football, I have a RB1 for a full month, and I will gladly have him sit on my bench and and work it out um, in the 10th round. I'm not going to grab him in the 8th or, or 7th round, but 10th, 11th, 12th. I like Madison. Um, I like Hines. Uh, we talked earlier about the, the you know, Matty Ryan, what he's going to be doing with it. And then uh, Melvin Gordon. Uh, I think Melvin Gordon was, you know, he showed last year he's still got some, you know, still got some stuff left in him. Mm-hmm. Um, we know Javante Williams is there. Uh, and we know that it's going to be a split backfield. They come from Green Bay. Green Bay's always had a split backfield. Uh, Javante Williams is not going to get an 80, 90% workload. He's probably going to get 60%, uh, maybe a little bit higher. But Melvin Gordon was he was the goal line back at he had double touchdowns last year. He was he was a good player um when he was on the field. And uh, you know, you're getting him in the tenth round. He could be a flex for you week one. And again, if John Javante yeah. Williams went down, this this guy would, you know, be an RB two. Round eleven. We have Raheem Mostert, JD McKissick, Kenneth Gainwell, Marlon Mack. Jamal Williams, Russell Gage, Khalil Herbert, Rashad White, Mark Ingram, Tyler Boyd, Tyler Algier, and Isaiah Spiller. Brandon, who do you pick out of this round? I went with Khalil Herbert. At this point, I'm just looking for any type of handcuff at this really much. You got Isaiah Spiller. You got Mark Ingram. I just went with the Herbert. I just like the way he runs, and I just – David Montgomery, I'm just not that high on him. So that's why I went with Herbert. Yeah. Billy? I went with Boyd. Um, you know, handcuffed to Chase. Well, I don't know if he's really a handcuff, but if Chase or um, why is his name escaping me now? Uh, anything happens there. Uh, I'm not positive who the slot guy is. I think it's Boyd. So Boyd's always on the field, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, Boyd, um, that, that's one that jumps out at me uh, this round. Big time. Yeah. And for me, I, I passed on my guy because um, I needed receivers I'm pretty sure the uh, the computer was telling me like, hey, you gotta you gotta play some receivers. So I went Russell Gage. Um, I, I like that that role in that offense. I know Julio's there. I know Chris Godwin's there. Um, but Russell Gage is someone that Brady sought out. Um, he's he's 
he's been dealing with stuff, but it's preseason. I actually was, I saw him at the game in Indy. He wasn't walking with a limp or seemed like anything was wrong. He's just getting rested up. And beginning of the season, Chris Godwin may play, but he's not going to be a hundred percent right off the bat. Russell Gage is going to get his, and this is a, it's the cheapest piece of a great offense. And I'm going to pick it up. Um, but if you watch the show, if you follow me on Twitter, you know, I'm a huge Isaiah Spiller fan. Um, I, I've, Watch the uh, watch and listen to the Austin Eckler podcast, and he says right off the bat, I, I want to be more towards 250 touches. Um, and last year he had 60, he had the second highest goal line attempts. He's he's gonna get some, but they brought in Isaiah Spiller to do that work. And for everyone to kind of picture what this offense could look like, Again, as I alluded to with Mike Williams, this is the Joe Lombardi offense. Joe Lombardi comes from the Saints. They used Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram. If, if Spiller could be the Ingram to Eckler's Kamara, this could be a beautiful, beautiful pick in the 11th round. And if Eckler were to miss any time, Isaiah Spiller would be a locked and loaded starter. I am not worried at all about Mr. Josh Kelly. Anybody, anything else on that round? Uh, Al- right. Algier, um, if that's how you pronounce it, uh, go with my guy, Pat Fitzmaurice again. Um, that is one that I think he could be the rookie to own. Um, he is. Cordell Patterson's already 30 plus. I like a white from um, Tampa Bay as well. Yep. Of course, a lot of people are super high on him. Kenneth Gainwell as well, a sleeper, especially because they're not using Miles Sanders, right? So this, I, I want to see what the Eagles up. do. They were rumored to be in the Alexander Madison market. Um, I, I think they could be a, a, a they could be a potential Sonny Michelle uh, team. Um, you know they could they could be in the market for another running back with with all these cuts and moves happening. Um, but yeah, Gainwell, if, if if things are the way it is, he's a very interesting pick. Uh, I like Rashad White as well, and I like yours, Billy, with Tyler Algier. Um, you know, it does sound like Damian Williams is going to be the the starter right now with Patterson. But we'll see how that plays out. This is a team that is rebuilding, and there's no way that they they are going to, you know, all the analytics say you need to get your young guys playing time. That'll increase the development. And Damian Williams is Damian Williams. We know what he is. We want to see what Algier is. And Algier could be a guy that has a decent year, but he's, you know, replaced next year. That's fine because this is a redraft draft. And, uh, you know, you'll see what you can get this year. Um, the next round we had Zamir White, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, Jahan Dotson, Sky Moore, Darrell Williams, Pat Fryermuth, Hunter Henry, DJ Chark, Devontae Parker, Deonta Foreman, Jarvis Landry. Your thoughts here? I would say I went with Devontae Parker just because for some strange reason, when people leave the Miami Dolphins, they just end up producing. And he went to yeah. the one he went to the one place where you saw what Wells Walker did. I'm not comparing the two, but he's going to a place where like that it's like the Yankees. They're just strict. They just, they just get to work. And I wouldn't be surprised if Devonte Parker has his best year this season. Uh, Hunter Henry is also a sleeper. He's a very like, he's Mac Jones, a security blanket. He's going to catch yep. you eight touchdowns this year, almost every year. Billy. I am going Aaron Rodgers. Um, I mean, it's, steal probably the biggest bargain of the whole draft i think would be getting him um as your shoot one and only qb uh ride it out with 
streamer um, on the bye, but yeah, he's missing Devonte Adams or whatever, but it's, I don't know what his numbers look like for the last 10 years, but I would assume he's a top 10 fantasy quarterback every year. Uh, those last 10. Yeah. Other than, you know, when he, and he's, yeah, maybe he's missed the first three years, other than that, he was QB one, QB one, QB one. Yeah. I mean, not- Delta between him and in Burrow seems neck. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Rogers outscored Burrow actually. Um, and that's what, how many round difference Four, four or five. Yeah, and this team took Russell Wilson as well, and they got Russell Wilson in the seventh, and they got you know Aaron Rodgers in the twelfth, and there's probably not a huge difference in those two players either. Um, and then Kirk Cousins, this is a good round for quarterbacks. If those were your starting quarterbacks, you're perfectly fine. And in those rounds where you took Matthew Stafford and Russell Wilson, you could have took Elijah Moore, you could have took mm-hmm. you know Damian Pierce. You could have took Ramondre Stevenson, Kadarius Tony. Like, there's a lot of players you could have took and then waited. Yeah. Um, so, like, th- that's those are great picks, um, and I like the Devonte Parker pick. And then uh, I, I do like Sky Moore. Uh, I know that he's got to, you know, he's got to work his way up the depth chart here. But I, I, I find it very hard to believe that he's playing behind Justin Watson. Um, week one will be very telling for a lot of these teams. Um, he's definitely worth a speculative dart throw here in the 12th round. Um, obviously in your dynasty leagues, he's going much earlier, mm-hmm. yep. but if you get, if you get him in the 12th round and he doesn't work out, you can cut him week two or three. But I promise you, if he does work out, you're going to absolutely regret drafting, you know, some AJP Ryan or, or Nico Collins or someone like that. When you could have had sky Moore, and he ends up being the number one option on this offense. You've seen them, they use them in the backfield, they use them in different ways. They're going to get him the ball. And uh, you know, I think this guy's a stud. And then going to Dynasty, I think he's, you know, he's gonna be attached to to Patrick Mahomes for the you know the foreseeable future. Dude's gonna be a stud. I took Farmuth here. I, I got another, you know, another tight end. You know, uh didn't intentionally do that. Again, I wasn't really looking at the entire board. I was just kind of making some picks to get the draft going. But um, if you got three good tight ends, you're going to have an easy time finding a trade partner yeah. and, and be able to get somebody. Um, the last round, we got Derek Carr, Noah Fant, Gus Edwards, Tyler Higby, Tua, Tag Viola, Justin Fields, Sonny Michelle, Ersmith Jr., Jameis Winston, Isaiah Pacheco, Nico Collins, Samaj P. Ryan. Uh, Brandon, who do you got? I went with the upside. I went with Nico Collins, 6'4. He's going to be the second option in Houston, pretty much. Leaving my team, I, I, li- I like how my team came out. I have some upside every, pretty much everywhere, and that's what I try to play fantasy for. I'm trying to go all the way. Michigan guy, so there's no – I know I threw a little shade at Nico. No no qualms with Nico. I think he is – you know, he has a potential for a, a breakout. And um, Davis Mills, for me, absolutely was the best rookie quarterback last year. Um, and he did it in an absolute terrible situation, a ton of drama with the owner – ton of drama with Deshaun Watson. They basically were just like putting together one of the worst rosters we've ever seen. And they won like three or four games. Um, The coach should have kept his job, in my opinion. Um, You know, I think they did a phenomenal job there in in Houston with what they had. And it was mainly because Davis Mills, once he was named the starter, he was was a stud in the back half of the year. He actually was a QB one the last six weeks of of the season. So, 
Um, Davis Mills is someone that that can produce. He's not a lot of rushing upside, but um, you know, I drafted him in my my home league today. I'm a super flex league. Got him as my third quarterback. Yep. Very very uh, happy with that. That's nice. Um, Billy, who do you got? Uh, this round, I, I'm going Carr, um, another quarterback. I, I think he, I mean, it's too much value that late. Um, yeah. Jumping back, actually, I find 12 really interesting because Sky Moore, totally with you there. I'm also on the Dotson train, and I like White. Um, I like how he runs. I like his, the doors open there. Um, so those are, if you're talking about trading, I mean, there's three guys in there that I want on my team uh, for sure. Um, yep. in, in, uh, more Dotson and, and white, but yeah, this round car, um, if I'm going, I keep wanting to say field player, um, like it's baseball or something, but, uh, if I'm going non QB, I, I maybe Nico Collins. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm also on mills just to go on that tangent too, for a second. Um, Stanford guys are smart and usually, uh, and that, that's very important there. And, and Q, another reason I liked uh, more, I wanted to say is I'm a big believer in QBs make wide receivers more yep. than vice versa. But we'll see what Hill does for Tua. Um, you know, he got the ball to waddle a lot, but Patrick Mahomes is going to make you better when, when you're out there learning on the fly with him getting you the ball, like, and, and yeah. Um, anyway, I, I just love the situation there. Um, and I'm, I'm a big Mahomes guy. I got him, uh, I ended up with like third or fourth pick in almost everything I did. I am so Mahomes and hurts heavy. Uh, it's crazy, but, uh, yeah, last round I'd go Derek Carr. He could be a top five QB. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, he doesn't run at all. I don't, he shouldn't run. Um, I think last time he ran, he pulled his groin, but yeah, yeah. I, I like all there. There's there's some good quarterbacks this round. I know a lot of them are your second quarterback. Um, you talk about Justin Fields. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of rushing upside. You could see a Jalen Hurts type of a, of a season. Yeah. Uh, I'm just I have my concerns with with Fields and uh, and what he's gonna be able to do there. But I, I think Jameis Winston's underrated. And in your super flex leagues, I, I think he's someone you can target as your second quarterback. Um, and usually you can get him, you know, a lot later than someone like Derek Carr in a, a, a super flex league where our car is going a lot faster. Um, but Jameis Winston last year, um, he cut down the turnovers in the six games that he played with, with new Orleans. He had a 39 and a half. Um, his projected totals in those six games was a, a 39 and a half versus 13 interceptions, 39 and a half touchdowns. Um, so that's, that's huge improvement. As far as the touchdown, it's a two to, you know, two and a half to, to one, TD to interception ratio. And on top of it, you're looking at a guy that, you know, absolutely um, has a, a great cast around him with Olave and Thomas and, and everybody. So um, we're, we're reaching up to an hour. Let's uh, let's talk about our potential breakouts. Um, Brandon, you want to just go straight down. You're, you're all four of your guys. Well, first for quarterback, I got Jalen Hurts. We already touched on that. QB one for the first 11 weeks of the season that rushing upside is up there with Lamar Jackson and the Eagles are dead last in passing last year. So the only way to go is up. He's my guy to break out this year. Running backs. I already talked to you guys about uh, my rookie running back. So I have Brees Hall thinking he's going to have RB one potential Rashad Bateman. I forgot his name is Andrew Coop. I believe he, I met him at the yeah, Luke, uh, Coop fiasco. Yeah. He spoke to me about how the Ravens use tight ends a lot. I mean, use fullbacks a lot. So there's only, that one big receiver there. That's why Hollywood went crazy and Hollywood's not there anymore. So who's going to take his place? Rashad Bateman, 
blowout year this year. And then Cole Komet, my tight end, like I said, 1B option over there, going to see over 100 targets. The touchdowns are going to come. He had zero. There's no way he could have zero again, unless he's the most unluckiest person in the world. There's <laughs> no way he could have zero again. Now everything points, you know, points up to Komet. Um, you know, I did some research, and, and Coop Fiasco is a great tight end guy to talk about. Um, and did some research on the top 12 tight ends of last year. If you received 100 targets last year as a tight end, you were a QB, you were a tight end one. So there was only seven or eight of those guys. All of them were QB ones. What made you a top six tight end was air yards. You know, you're, you're going to look at guys that are going to get 1,000-plus air yards. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys that are getting five-yard dinks and dunks, it's going to take a whole lot of those to, to, to really produce. But those guys that are getting targeted down the field, like Mark Andrews and Darren Waller and George Kittle and Travis Kelsey, they're the ones that are getting, you know, 20 fantasy Kyle points. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts had 1,000 yards as a rookie. Um, so Cole Komet and, and Pat Firemuth are guys with very low – um, yards per target and you know the air yards last year look for both of those guys to increase their air yards which should increase their overall production which should at the end of the day result in fantasy production we just got to see that 100 targets and i think cole Komet has the easiest path of all those guys billy who do you got uh qb i am going with hertz uh i'll just echo what brandon said make it uh short and sweet uh running back elijah mitchell who i took in the draft too um you know i don't i think he qualifies as a breakout candidate because i think he'll break out into being a top uh it's very possible if he finishes the rb1 that's considered a breakout because he's not being drafted as a top 15 top 20 receiver i mean running back I, what, what is mitchell going um average you guys even know off the top of your head? i took him in my home league 10 team league i took him i believe in the seventh or eighth round he's so going He's going in the 16 to 20 range as far as like RB 16. Yeah, love it. Then that counts because I think top 10. So um, I think that jump counts uh, because of situation. Um, he's got the talent. Uh, he, he's three down back, can catch. Uh, the, the scheme is there. Plenty to eat for all those guys. Wide receiver, I'm going to go with Kirk. Uh, just opportunity. They're going to probably suck again and just be airing it out in the you know name of development. Um, they're married to him and Lawrence. So it's not like... It's not like basketball, right? They're going to be pulling him out of the game. Um, he'll be getting some junk uh, touchdowns. And then tight end, I love Brevin Jordan. Um, this is a – I think he can finish top 12. Uh, something about it. I don't know. Being, I saw he was from Florida, and I don't know why, but that made me think he's going to be like better at catching the ball. I, and I don't <laughs> even like Florida, but um, I, I don't know. Something about tight ends from down there, I guess. Uh, I, I like his opportunity with a smart quarterback who's going to – check down, make, make the right play. Um, I, I think he has the opportunity to, Oh, also he doesn't have any competition really, I think on the, uh, on the Texans. So that is my final uh, for tight end Revan Jordan. Yeah. And he's going to be on the field. Um, I know there was a little bit of a, a little bit of hoopla about Pharaoh Brown being announced as a starting tight end. They're going to play two tight ends. It's a 12, you know, 12 personnel, mm-hmm. one running back, two tight ends, kind of a team. They're going to run the ball a lot as much as they can. Um, and they did that last year. And Brevin Jordan found himself on the field. A lot of people had him as the number two behind Pitts above Pat Farmuth in their you know rookie rankings. So this guy is not like coming out of nowhere. And then he ended the season really well. So we'll, we'll, we'll you know, and, and with him and Nico Collins, you know, who is going to be the number two? 
with John Mechie not being able to play this year, unfortunately, due to you know being diagnosed with leukemia, it's just going to open up the door for for someone like uh, like Brevin Jordan, and he's you know second year in the offense for both those guys, um, and they've grown up with you know Davis Mills. Uh, I'm going to go with my guys. Um, you know Trey Lance. Uh, I think this is low hanging fruit, um, but we talked about having you know a guy that could finish in the top five, and you're drafting him as the you know QB thirteen or fourteen. I know in your dynasty leagues, he's going a lot earlier than that. In your super flex leagues, he's starting to creep up. But right now, you're still getting a little bit of a discount. And this is a Kyle Shanahan offense. At the worst, you know, he's going to be, you know, a QB 15, 16. But this guy's rushing upside on top of being with Kyle Shanahan in this explosive offense. I mean, just imagine seeing that that wide zone scheme with Elijah Mitchell and the next play they do a bootleg and and Trey Lance comes bur- bursting out of the backside and you got a little corner looking at him going this is a business decision I gotta make and, and Trey Lance is they're either gonna come up because they're afraid of Trey Lance running or they're gonna back up because they're afraid of Trey Lance running mm-hmm. and he's either gonna pick up the ground on his feet or he's just gonna throw the ball at George Kittlebrand and Ayuk. And I do think they're more down the field passing in this offense. Now they have Trey Lance, um, Travis Etienne again, kind of low hanging fruit, but we haven't seen it. And you've got to mention Travis Etienne. I know James Robinson is there, but I think with like Marlon Mack being cut today, that speaks a lot of volume to guys that are trying to recover from these Achilles injuries. I hope Cam Akers is a beast. I hope James Robinson is a beast, but yeah. James Robinson is not going to be himself right off the bat seven months after an Achilles injury. He does not scare me as far as Travis Etienne's breakout. Mm-hmm. And the production, Travis Etienne is a stud in the passing game. This team's going to be trailing from behind quite a bit. They're going to be passing the ball quite a bit. And, and he's going to be their two-minute guy. And Travis Etienne is someone that you know, he's he's going to be on the field. He's going to be used quite a bit. And uh, and I think he's, you know, he's being drafted 19 or 20 as far as the RBs. Could easily be a top 12 guy. Uh, and then I got two Broncos. Didn't really mean to go two Broncos. So I'll go with Kadarius Tony as my receiver, um, just as a bonus add. Um, Kadarius Tony, um, a lot of people have heard about his yards per route run. Um, he was over 2.2, and he's an elite company. Not many people do that. Yards route per run, as well as he was seventh in the NFL in targets per route run last year. I get it, small sample size. This guy is electric, and when he's on the field, he is going to do damage. They've had him in bubble wrap all preseason because they know he's going to be the centerpiece of that offense outside of Saquon Barkley. But back to Jerry Judy. Uh, when Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton are on the field together, one for one, Judy outproduces Cortland Sutton by a lot. Ooh. And I know that you've seen Sutton break out, but Sutton's also had games where he was you – know, he had a 1,000-yard season – he played 16 games, 17 games that year. Jerry Judy yeah. has never had a chance. He is he's an absolute stud receiver, and I think he's going to absolutely blow up this year. Um, and then Albert O, I think he's the biggest beneficiary of the Tim Patrick injury. Um, he's someone you can get as the 13th or 14th tight end off the board. Um, this guy has an athletic profile similar to a, a Noah Fant. Um, you know, this guy is, you know, he's – bigger and faster than Cortland Sutton, who is a good receiver. Um, if you're looking at somebody that could be that, you know, touchdown hog in this offense, it could be him. 
And you could see this guy be the Robert Tunyon of this Green Bay style of offense mm-hmm. and get 10-plus touchdowns. Um, I know that people want to say Russell Wilson's never really um, lifted up any you know tight end production. He's never really had a lot of tight ends over there. He had Greg Olson at the end of his career, Jimmy Graham at the end of his career. Mm-hmm. Cover O is on the second year coming off an ACL injury, and he is a 25-year-old absolute stud with a, a great athletic profile. Um, and you're you can get him dirt cheap. We didn't even draft him. Like he wasn't even drafted in that 13, 14, you know, round mock. So yeah. um yeah, Albert O is my last guy. Anything else before we get out of here? Thank you for having me. Thank you for having us. Great yeah, time. thank you. This was really fun. Um my my first podcast uh ever. So yeah, I hope I'm right on everything. So then I can just yeah. I can win a newcomer of something next year, like uh, like Kevin uh, Du Bois, twenty two or whatever. That, that yeah, might- yeah. Well, someone someone's gonna please please break it to Billy. You're not gonna get everything right, and neither are any oh. of us. Sorry. Um, you know that is that is the one unfortunate thing and one good thing about fantasy football is not everyone you can't get everything right, and you know what? That's what makes it so much fun. That's why I play the games, but. Maybe Billy breaks the he breaks the code. Maybe he gets them all right. Um, but you've been great, Brandon. You've been great. I appreciate it. Just real, real quick before we go, where can we find you? Uh, NBA underscore Clo on Twitter, on Instagram as well. But mostly do everything on Twitter. And idpguys.org is where I'll be doing my writing. I will be doing a uh, weekly sleeper articles every single week. The first one will come out sometime before Thursday's game next week. Cool. Thanks for coming on, Billy. Oh, I don't have anything nearly that official. Follow me. I, I don't even, maybe you probably shouldn't, um, but I mostly talk fantasy football in Sacramento Kings. So if that uh, gets anybody going, that, I'm that sure is there's I'm plenty doing. of people out there that fit that mold. Billy's a great guy to interact with on Twitter. Always a good time. I appreciate both of you guys coming on. Everybody, as always, please make sure you like, subscribe, and comment. It really helps support the show. Good luck this season. Go Niners.